Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes we've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right. Hello. Welcome into a new podcast episode for the Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm excited to talk to you guys a little bit today about emotional resilience as the leader of your team. This podcast is mainly for small business owners and people who are doing this crazy life of entrepreneurship. And right now, it's a really tough time. Man, it is so tough to be resilient and it's so tough to be a small business owner in current times. I'm recording this a week before it is coming out because I did want to save this episode as close to the release date as possible because I wanted to make sure it was still going to be, you know, applicable (laughs) to the current times. And so I am here to talk to you about emotional resilience and how to be emotionally resilient as the leader of your team. And I will tell you, I get it. I totally get that right now is tough and right now is uncertain. And I'm sure if you're anything like me, you are probably thinking, man, if she talks about uncertain times and all of those things, I'm out. But I'm not. I'm here to talk to you about being resilient against all the things that we're going through and all the things that you will go through in the future. This is not the first time that you've gone through something tough. It's also not going to be the last time that you go through something tough. This is normal. It is normal to go through these things and and pick yourself back up. And so I thought, what better topic than to talk about resilient? And I want to tell you the definition my favorite definition of being resilient is, and here it is. It says, a person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. I'm going to repeat that one more time for you. A person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Oh my gosh. So what I really love about this definition is that Difficult conditions can mean, you know, really difficult conditions like we're in right now, or they could mean smaller difficult situations like laying someone off or a loved one getting sick or something else happening. It doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, the whole world shuts down like it is right now. But I love this definition because it not only says to, you know, like take care of the difficult situation but it says to withstand and recover quickly. So what does that mean for me? Well, when this all started, I uh, was pretty upset about it. I am going to be real honest with you. I was really upset about it. The reason I was so upset that this was all happening was because I have been in this business for a decade, since 2010. I have been pouring into my business and growing myself as a leader and growing myself as a small business owner for the last 10 years. And in one single day, everything crumbled down. Everything started canceling. 
If you don't know, I own a small business in the event industry, and we do large corporate events, weddings, gatherings, all of those things. And so being in the event industry, gosh, it it was like, I don't know, world cancellation of everything, which is what happened. And I had just gotten off of two full long days of filming my new course that's coming out, the Rental Biz Academy. And it was a great two days of filming. Man, we had so much fun. We had laughter and um, joy. And it was just a lot of fun those two days. And then the very next day, this was a Thursday, the very next day, I want to say it was like March 12th or something. Very next day, my team uh, celebrated with me that, you know, we had just finished this really tough thing and we're so excited and we're ready to pour into our students. We are going to be launching the course in April um, or May and... Hey there, I just want to take a quick minute and let you know about a new course that's coming out soon. It's called the Rental Biz Academy. It's specifically for people who are starting out their rental businesses or are soon into it, or they're coming in from another industry like being a florist or being a venue owner and they now want to add rentals to their services. So I have this new course. There is nothing out there like it. It is a full open door. So I hope you join me in there. If you go to beautifuleventrentals.com backslash education, there is an email signup wait list. It comes out early July of 2020, and I'm so excited to have you in. So back to the episode. You know, one of my gals got uh, some flowers for me and put it on my desk and left me, you know, sweet little cards. And so it was a really joyous morning coming into the office. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I don't know, like rain just starting to drizzle and getting harder and harder and harder throughout the day. And I remember the first call came in, gosh, probably like 10 a.m. or so. And they said, hey, uh, we need to postpone our event. Um, And we're like, okay, totally understand. I know that there's some sickness going on. This is when it was very, very new. And they said they needed to postpone their event. And we said, okay, great. No worries. Like what new date do you want? And we figured that out. And then 30 minutes later, an email comes in from another person on one of my uh, teammates' laptops. Hey, I need to cancel my event. And then 30 minutes later, another one. Hey, I need to cancel or postpone. Hey, I need to postpone. Hey, I need to postpone all day long. And as a leader, and I will also mention my entire team, we share an office together. I have my little corner with my desk and everything set up. Kaylee is just, I don't know, six feet away from me. And Jade is another five, six feet away from her. And we share this office together. We've shared an office for, gosh, since I started hiring uh, my team. And we love being in the office together because we get to interact with each other and have conversation or if we need something or if we need to bounce an idea off of someone, we can easily do that because we're in the same office. And it was tough to be the leader on that day. I will be very honest with you. It was very, very tough for me because, you know, my entire business, it felt like was crumbling piece by piece all day long. And I ended up 
making a conscious decision. I didn't say it out loud, but I said, you know what, I'm going to stay late a little bit because I just need a second to sit here in silence before going home to my two babies and husband. And my employees both walked out and um, gosh, I think, I think everyone had left by like 4.30 or so. Everyone had gone in early and I broke down crying because it felt like these 10 years of hard work and grit and failures and victories and joyous moments and all the things that I had been working so freaking hard for were crumbling and were going away. And the emails and phone calls kept coming in even after everyone left. And and it was tough. Oh my word, it was so tough. And up until then, I had gotten myself to a place as a leader that I didn't have to have my email on my phone. And at five o'clock, I could essentially, you know, quote unquote, clock out and be done with work for the day. And I've built up my company to a place where I could do that. And it felt like, you know, all of this is happening and I'm not going to be able to have this work-life balance anymore. I'm not going to be able to keep going the same way I've been going. And the next week we were supposed to go on spring break in Phoenix, Arizona. And we canceled that. We went to my parents that night. Um, My dad is one of my uh, business mentors. And so we got together. We had dinner all together and all that. And my dad and I, it was funny because my dad doesn't typically uh, go out for drinks or anything. And he, he comes to me after dinner you know, we we're starting to clean up dinner. He goes, Hey, want to go uh, grab a drink in the neighborhood bar? And I was like, Yes, I sure need one. So we went to the bar and we were just talking about the day and talking about everything that was going on. And, you know, the stock market was crashing and the whole world was, it felt like crashing. It wasn't just me and my company, it was everything. And we sat there and just were talking about it. And I felt the weight of all the emotions I had been feeling all day long. And it was like a roller coaster. It was, I just came off of this high of two incredible days. And then it just went, went down and went down and went down all day long. And I was feeling all of those emotions and feeling the weight of it. Yet during the day when my team was there, I needed to feel strong and I needed to withstand everything that was happening during that day. And I couldn't let the fear and the unknown and the anxiety that I was bottling up inside show. And, you know, it's funny. I'd never really thought about it like this before, but my mom, gosh, five, six years ago, I used to own a a wedding planning company. No, more than that. Eight years ago, I used to own a wedding planning company before I started doing rentals. And we were on a wedding day. She was helping me because I was, gosh, I was either pregnant at the time or I had just had my son at the time or something. And so I needed her help to just, you know, either watch my son or something. I can't remember, but she was with me at the, at the wedding. And as all weddings happen, there's always some sort of a stressful moment 
that happens. And so there was some, I can't remember the situation specifically, but there was a stressful thing that happened. And I went into the bridal room to see how everything was going in there and just reassured her, hey, everything's great. So excited. This is all happening. And I just want you to know that everything's being taken care of. We'll see you soon. Makeup artist, how long do we have? And and all that. And we walk out of the bridal room and my mom, she goes, are you not stressed right now? And I was like, oh, you don't think I'm stressed. I'm like shoulders to my ears stressed right now. Because I think, you know, the photographer was late or like something was not going according to plan, which always happens. There's always something. But we were, we came out of the bridal room and she was like, are you not stressed right now? And I said, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. And she was like, you clearly carry your stress very well. You're not showing it at all. And I said, well, that's my job. That's my job as the wedding planner. And now I can transfer that into saying, well, that's my job as the leader of my company. The leader of the company is the one that sets the bar for the emotional resilience. The leader of the company is the one that doesn't let outside things affect the way that I'm showing up. And being emotionally resilient means that in tough times, in good times, in any time that I show up again and again and again, and I stay strong. And I don't let the world or things in my life, in my personal life or business life or anything like that, alter the way that I am showing up as a leader. My team here, they depend on me. And I don't take that lightly at all. I know that my team is here because they want to be here. And it's my job, not only as the CEO of the company to, you know, make decisions on uh, purchases or make decisions on payroll or anything like that, but it's entirely my job to level the the emotional resilience of this team. It is my job to stay strong and to not make excuses for me showing up in a version of myself that isn't as good. And so that day that everything came crashing down, man, I wanted to crawl into, you know, the darkest corner of my warehouse and just cry. Because everything that I'd been working for for 10 years was crumbling, crumbling. And I knew that as my company that has a very high overhead cost every month, if we didn't have income coming in, there's no way I can support my team. And like I said, my team, I don't take that lightly that I have a team here. And there was... Gosh, probably a couple of years ago, I was pulling up at the office and I heard not, I don't know if I heard a voice or um, if it was just a thought that came into my head, but something was telling me the team that you have now and the team that you will always have is shaping you and training you to lead others. And so I always remember that because I felt not that I didn't have a weight of my team and just the in weight, not in a bad way, but weight as in just the responsibility of my team. Not that I didn't feel that before that time that I've shown up to the office with this, you know, thought or voice. 
But the weight and the responsibility of leading my team became so much more real and so much more important when I showed up to the office and I had this um, thought or voice that said, the team that you have now is shaping you and growing you and teaching you to lead your teams in the future. And so, you know, with all of that and in the current situations that are happening, you know, I wanted to cry and I wanted to just, you know, surrender and throw my hands up because it was, it seemed, and back then it was very uncertain. I didn't know what was happening, but it seemed so uncertain and so tough that I I felt like I couldn't navigate. I felt like I couldn't set my eye on the right thing and go for it. I felt like there is no vision in me as one, an Enneagram three, and two, as just the leader of the company. I have the vision for the company. I see where we're going. I can see, um, I can't see the future. I feel like I'm like, that's so Raven right now, but um, you know what I mean? I, I, I know where we're going and I, and I'm going to try to get there as, as fast and as, um, intentionally as we can. And on those days surrounding this COVID-19, I felt like I was blind. I felt like I was making decisions that were going to have lasting effects, but I was blind and I couldn't see what was going on. It felt like um, a really, really dark night without headlights on your car. And it was tough. It was so tough. And I don't cry very often, but the next morning we I called an emergency team meeting. Kaylee was out of town. And so I said, Kaylee, I know that you're, you have a day off today, but I need you to FaceTime in for this meeting. And so we all met at the office, gosh, probably nine or 10 o'clock. And, um, I was, I was sad. I was really sad. And I talked to my team and I said, you know, the current things happening, we have had all of our events postpone or cancel within the next two months at this point. And that means we don't have any income. And I said, I want to be super transparent with you. We have some savings to get us through for, gosh, a few weeks, few months. But after that, you know, if we don't have any income, we don't have any income. And so I talked to them about it and I talked about, you know, I've been building this business for 10 years and my worst nightmare is happening. My worst nightmare, and I've had these nightmares before, is that I wake up and all my events are canceled. And I said, that came true. That is happening in real time. All my events are canceling. And, and I said, and it's, and and I'm, and I was crying when I was saying this. And like I said, I, I never cry. My team, I don't think has ever seen me cry. And I literally broke down. I, there was a point where I couldn't talk because I was crying and my team just came around me and said, you know, we're here. We've got it. We're going to make it work. We're going to do what needs to be done. And so I felt those feelings on that day because I think it's important for you to feel the feelings. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes we go through life and we say, all right, this thing is happening and, you know, it sucks and it's terrible and whatever. And we never sit in those feelings. We just move on to the next thing. 
And I think it's important to feel his feelings. So if you're listening to this and you haven't felt the weight of this current situation happening, then you need to sit in those feelings for, you know, a few hours, a few days, however long you need. And every person's going to be different on what they need. But I think it's important to feel the feelings of the weight that it's going on because it's affecting everyone. Everyone. I mean, if you, gosh, even if you were, you know, the owner of Target, like Target's probably doing pretty good right now because everyone needs toilet paper and and all the things. But I'm sure the CEO of Target has been hit somehow by all of this or take any example, but I think every single person on earth has been affected by this one way or the other. And so everybody needs to feel it, feel the weight of it. And if you've already felt it, man, that's good. I'm glad that you have. But then resilience comes in when it's, when they, you know, the definition says you're able to withstand and then recover quickly. That's the second part of this whole thing is one, we need to feel it and we need to recognize what's going on. And then we need to withstand for however long it takes. For however long it takes. This could mean this is here for another week. Maybe it's here for another couple of days. Maybe it's here for a couple months or a couple years. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how long this is going to be. And so part of this is that you have to withstand for as long as it takes, as long as it takes. Keep fighting, keep showing up, keep staying strong for what you have done and what you have built. And don't let, you know, this crazy time steer you off course. And so it says withstand, but it also says recover quickly. Now, what does this mean? Part of that day that I had this emergency team meeting was I said, okay, obviously events are off the table for the foreseeable future, maybe a couple days, maybe a couple months, I don't know, but it's off the table right now. And so what else can we do? What else you got? I said, Kaylee, you do marketing and social media and all of our graphics and visual. Awesome. You are so good at your job and I am blessed to have you on my team. But what else you got? Like everybody on my team. John, you are my warehouse manager and you are impeccable at what you do. But what else you got? Like what else are you passionate about? What else can you do? What is something that you have been maybe dreaming of doing and now's the opportunity to do that? And so Jade, who's on our team, (laughs) sweet Jade, she was uh, she's our account manager. She takes care of all of our clients. And all of a sudden we knew, hey, she likes creative writing. And so we're like, great, you can do creative writing. And so, you know, recovering quickly means pivoting and it means pivot quickly. It means come up with another solution, come up with another way of doing what you do Because you're going to have to withstand for however long this takes, and you're going to need to recover quickly from difficult conditions. That's the definition. And so I also want to just mention real quick, what has gotten you here to wherever here is for you might not get you to the next place. Does that make sense? Does that resonate with anyone? What has gotten you here is not going to get you to the next place. And so if you have 
done marketing a certain way, or if you have done uh, sales a certain way, or anything that you've done in your business a certain way, well, things might need to shift and be different now. Things are not going to be the same way that they were in January or October of last year. And so we need to recover quickly and, and do something different to show up well and to stay strong. I also want to mention that this is not the first thing that has set you off course. This is not the first thing that has been um, something difficult in your life. And so for me, I've gone through two other um, impactful, difficult situations in my life. And this is my third. And, you know, anything that is like a stamp in history of this is what happened and it's pivoted me to be um, a little bit different than before. Um, back in 2009, my uh, I was living with my parents still and our house was struck by lightning and it burned down. And at this time, we had just moved to Texas, to Dallas, Texas, and everything that we had was in that house. And not to say that materialistic things are, you know, super important and (laughs) all of that, but everything that we had, all the memories that we had in certain things, all of our clothing, all of our pictures from growing up, they were all gone. They burned up in the fire. And so the the weeks and months following that, we had to recover those things. And at the same time, my dad had gotten cancer and there was a lot of unknown that was happening around all of that. The same year, I think, gosh, probably six months later, my two of my grandparents got uh, four, uh, stage four Alzheimer's and cancer. And those six months that were happening was an impactful moment in time that taught me a ton. It taught me that life is short. It taught me that nothing, absolutely nothing is set in stone. Things shift. It also taught me that, you know, things that we have in our life are going to come and go. And so part of the reason why I don't hold on to a ton of things, and if my husband is listening to this, we just moved and I love getting rid of things and he does not. And so part of the reason why I love getting rid of things and just making space for other things is because I, I know not to get super attached to some of my materialistic things because in an instant, it could be gone. It, ha- it has. That has happened to me. Uh, the second thing that has been an impactful moment for me is I got a divorce. I was married before, got married in 2012 and divorced in 2014. And four days after moving away, I moved uh, to Dallas. I was living in Phoenix at the time. I started all my business in Phoenix, Arizona, moved to Dallas. And four or five days later, took a pregnancy test because, you know, that time of the month wasn't coming. And it was positive. And my whole world crashed down again. And I'll be completely honest, I was really nervous about the future. I was really uncertain about, you know, what comes next as a single mom now. And that was tough. That was really tough because first of all, I was being a single mom. I was signing up to be a single mom and the life that comes with that is tough. And if there's single moms listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. 
But the second part is I was starting my business again here in Dallas. And so I was taking my business from Phoenix and starting it in Dallas. And so, you know, that was super unknown. I knew no one here. Now I know a ton of people, which is awesome. And I've made some really great friends here. But when I moved here in 2014, there was nothing. I didn't know anyone. I had a very uncertain future with a baby that was growing. And it was tough. And that was another impactful moment that taught me nothing in life is certain. And so we are going through this current situation. And one of my favorite quotes, and I've mentioned it a couple times on this podcast, but one of my favorite quotes, and I'll keep saying it forever because it's so important, is by John Maxwell. John Maxwell said this quote at the very beginning of uh, this COVID-19 breakout and everything. And he said this, he said, chaos bumps us from comfort zone to creative zone. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Crisis bumps us from comfort zone to creative zone. What does that mean to me? It means that we go through life and we get comfortable. We get into our normal routines. We get into our normal, normal habits And we say, you know what, I'm going to wake up at this time, commute to the office, answer my emails, do a little something here, and whatever your day looks like. And crisis or uncertain times or anything that shifts is bumping us from that comfort zone of normalcy to a creative zone. And so part of being emotional resilient is being in that creative zone and standing back up. And withstanding all of the things going on and pivoting and recovering quickly. And so creatively, you can do that many different ways. For us, we have pivoted by reducing some of our expense. Our expense here, (laughs) I'll be honest with you, our expense is about 30 grand a month. And when we have zero income coming in, uh, that doesn't work well. And so we recovered quickly by saying, all right, here's some subscription things that we don't need anymore and that aren't as important. And so let's shift there. And um, instead of doing in-person events, let's launch these uh, virtual live events. How can we be in the virtual space for things? And we said, okay, if we um, are doing that, then what if we do mini events like very small gatherings and put together packages for that. And so we looked at the market and we said, okay, live events with thousands and thousands of people or hundreds of people, or honestly, more than 50 people are not happening. And so that's our main business. And so what can we do differently to pivot and to get into a different space? And so that's what we did. And so part of being emotionally resilient is doing that. And as the leader of the company, it is only your job to do that. It is only your job to be emotionally resilient. And maybe some of your other team members are that way as well. And especially if they've been there for a while. But regardless, as the leader of your team, you have to be resilient. You have to be the leader that says, okay, this is a difficult situation. This is happening, but we are going to do it this way, but we are going to pivot this way. 
All right, you just listened to another episode on the Render Podcast about emotional resilience. And next week, we get to bring Lena Richards onto the podcast to talk about standing out as a rental company in a crowded market. I am so excited to bring her on. She has been a mentor of mine and is doing this education thing right alongside of me. So I'm excited for you to listen from her. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family to someone that you think should hear about emotional resilience. Otherwise, join us on Wednesday at 10 a.m. on our Instagram and Facebook to hear a little bit more about emotional resilience. Can't wait to see you there and have a fantastic week.